0: Hey, welcome to the Path to Zion podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in at pathdesign.com. Find us on YouTube doing videos over the last two weeks or so. Just go to Path to Zion podcast and search in YouTube. Listen, this is a very strange episode, I have to say. I am on my cell phone, on a trail out in the woods by myself the the quality may be really bad and for that I apologize plus don't mind me being completely out of breath I haven't worked much this year so I'm a little winded out of shape but listen I just wanted to turn this on I, I I'm just thinking through what the Lord is speaking as I'm out here on the trail and I thought you know what I just want to record this and try to capture the, the emotion and the feeling of, of where I am right this minute. And this is where I am, friends. The importance of a marked path. The importance of a marked path. If any of us have ever been hiking, whether really strenuous or just something kind of casual, recreational, We know what it's like to be out on a path. To just walk somewhere that's been marked out before you. Carved out. And if you've ever been out in the woods and kind of got off on your own. Making your own way. It can be quite scary. It can be... Man, it can be really risky to do that. Everybody's heard stories, right? Of people who have been out hiking or you know whether it's winter time out west at the major mountains or somewhere else in the world for that matter and they just get lost disoriented they lose their way and they become what they become a casualty of the the wild of the environment that they're in that they're not accustomed to I've taught on this before about the importance of environment as well. Even in the natural, how we as human beings, were're designed to have a certain habitat, a certain environment. And as I said in that message, as I remember now, if you take us out of our environment that God created us to live within, even in the natural, we will, over time, fall prey to that environment. It will have its way. It will win out. We are frail. We need what? Certain things to live, to survive. Boundaries. To stay within. Provisions to stay alive. There's no way around this in the natural and likewise in the spiritual. So as I'm out here walking this trail, I just thought, man, I feel like I feel like I could really capture the feeling of the moment if I just turn this on, poor quality or not, and just capture the feeling and the emotion of being out here on this marked out trail. You know, we used to live down in northeast Georgia, um, just at the foothills of the mountains, and man, back then, years ago, 10... 15 plus years ago, all the time, man, I would be out trout fishing. Um, And I would just walk out into the woods just to, as far as I could get because I knew that I could find the best fish there often. I wasn't a big guy for stocked fish. That's too easy. It's just kind of how I am. I, I enjoyed that and that was fun and that's its own thing. But there was always something about venturing out. To where other people didn't go. Just the adventure of it, of just kind of going out. But get, but but listen, it's risky, right? It's It's a risky endeavor. And so I remember there were several times over the years when I did this, venturing out on my own, where, you know, maybe it was getting close to sundown. And I wasn't really sure where I was. I wasn't really sure where I was or where I was going or where did I come in? Where in the world? Where's my truck? (laughs) And I remember several times over those years of really being panicky. Different times in Georgia and even here in Virginia of walking the AT, going up to certain areas. And there's just some sort of a comfort in remaining in a marked out way. Walking a marked way, and so I just want to talk about that for a few minutes while I do just that here out in the woods on a marked out trail. Every, I don't know, 75 yards or so, there is a tree that's tagged. It's tagged with a little metal badge. Most of us are familiar with what this looks like. In this case, it's this orange badge on these big trees marking this path that leads to a certain destination and at the entrance you can find a map for it and what's interesting about this is that there's some sort of comfort every time you see that marker you say to yourself okay what i'm where i need to be i'm in the right place if i just continue on right here where i am I will get to where I'm going. Even if to where I'm going in the natural is to turn around and come back, whatever the case is, you know you are on a carved out way. And there's something just about that that, what, again, brings peace of mind. And as I'm walking these trails, and I went in pretty far, I'm doing some trout fishing for about the first time in a year. I was just reminded of the spiritual principles of what God is adding to my life right this moment. Which is what? Joel, there is a carved out way, son. There is a way where saints have gone before you and marked out. That I have always had people, and identifiable people, a royal priesthood on this earth ever since I created that nation, ever since I formed a people, and through Yeshua Messiah, I I purchased you to come in, to be a part of this people. It's a marked out way, friends. It's a carved out way. Christianity in 2020 is a lawless mess. Can we not just acknowledge that? The denominations, the divisions, the movements, the worship style preferences, the culture-driven divisions of men, all calling themselves the church. My question is, if there is one church, one God, one Savior... One law that was given to a people all the way back in Exodus. One, we could go on and on with with the oneness of the body culminated in Messiah. The one reality. If that is true, then why in the world do we all look so drastically different? If there is one way, one truth one life then why are there so many paths you have a path that is in the teachings of Paul you have a path that is rooted in the rapture doctrine somebody else has a path that's rooted you know how again this is just endless but what about the one-way people what about a perpetual way that I talked about so much within the Passover teaching? About a one perpetual timeline of history people that were told in all these things that, that culminate in the feast of the Lord, where He said, What to His people? Keep these things forever throughout all of your generations. In my present understanding, I feel like that's what that's saying, is there is a marked out path that I myself have given to men to walk. Walk it out. Walk out the ancient way. Walk out the ancient path. It is already pre-existent. Stop trying to be progressive. Stop trying to just nebulously be in Jesus and just figure out by your own efforts by your own ideas by your own endeavors what it means to be holy i've already told you i've already told you what it looks like to be a consecrated set apart people it's the people who keep my festivals my feasts my calendar My ordinances, my statutes, those are what marks my people. It's always marked my people. I said it will mark them forever. And if you're in fact in my people, it will mark you as well. A well-worn path, a marked path. Many people have gone before us. It's time for us to recognize that, to lay aside our ignorance. Admit our ignorance. Lay aside our arrogant, prideful heart and our boasting. Who says, "You know what? I know what to do. I know where to go. I know what this looks like, you know." What if we need led along a path that's ancient? by men who have gone before us in the patterns of the Word of God. Another thing I was thinking about about being out on a path like this is the value of letting people know where you are. I don't know how many times I would go out, like I said, trout fishing, hiking, they were always synonymous to get where I was often going. Probably the best church sign I ever read was a couple years back, and it said in summary, don't remove a fence, a fence, A space F-E-N-C-E, don't remove a fence until you talk to the person who built it to find out why it's there. That's an expanded version because that's probably too long for a church sign. But don't remove a fence until you find out why it was built there. Friends, we've got to, we've got to live like that. Don't go out on your own way. Just assuming you'll find everything fine. Everything will just go the way you think it will go. I believe there's such a warning going out to Christianity in this nation. I would say it's because we're not all on the same way. Yeshua the Messiah came. What did he say? I am the way. I am the way. I'm the gate. I'm the door. You've got to come through me to get to the destination, which is the Father. I'm the only way you're going to get to him. I'm the only way. It's marked out, it's distinct. Can we not admit with ease the church of this age has no distinction? The wide way church is exactly that. It's wayward and lawless. You just figure out what looking like Jesus does, and I'm going to do the same, and hopefully we'll meet in the middle one day on the other side. Friends, I'm asking you, like I'm always saying, is that working? Is that working? Is the one-man reality that we're foretold in the Scripture, are we moving towards that on our own? In our own wayward endeavors, not clinging to the path that has been already taught to us and shown to us all the way up to Yeshua Messiah and through Him, like I taught on the other day, the principle of through. Through instead of seeing Jesus, Yeshua, the Son, as this grand dividing line between what was and what is after Him, friends, I think it would do us good to see Him as that door. To see Him as that way. He has gone before us. And what did He do? He carved out a way. He said, follow Me. Do as I am doing. Walk as I am walking. Why? Why? Because you don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're going. Even the disciples said that word for word. We don't understand, Rabbi. What are you saying? We'll go with you. What did he say? Man, y'all, where I'm going, you cannot yet go. You don't understand. You think too carnal. You think through, you think too natural. So what did Yeshua do? He went alone. He alone was able to go as the sinless, spotless Lamb, the Passover Lamb, Christ our Passover. He became something upon the doorpost and lentil of all of time for any man who would apply that to his heart and have the circumcision of heart and go through the Son into the perfect Father. But friends, it's a marked, distinct path. It is a marked way. We have been told all throughout the, the history of the Bible. Through the teachings of Messiah. Out the other side with Peter and Paul. And all the, all the revelation of the scriptures in the, New, in the New Testament. We've been shown the way. We've been shown the way. But there's one marked out way, Friends. and it's consistent and it's sure and it's set and it leads us to the father and when we come into the father and we continue to walk that out guess what those scriptures are true we are his possession an identifiable people as I'm always saying that I have to keep reiterating every episode because people have got to shift their understanding like I had to if you presently lack it which is holiness is not an attribute of a believer it is an identity it is an identity I am marked I am distinguished I am set apart. I am distinctly marked as different than all of the rest of the world who walks their own path, their own way. Friends, that's why Christianity has no authority on the earth right now. way Christianity, she has, as I'm always saying for the last year on here, she has surrendered her authority. She speaks as though she has it, but yet she has none. She has abandoned her authority. Why? Because of division. She's not unified. Because Christianity from the, from the broad perspective has many ways, many ways to be the people of God. We do not see that in the Word of God. We don't see that in the history of God's people. There was a marked out way and the people who walked within the boundaries of that way were the holy nation, the royal priesthood that we are now fully capable and invited into. If you are as I, which is formerly Gentile moved and grafted into into Israel, now all of those covenantal promises for the nation for the royal priesthood, guess what? They're mine. They are for me now. And that's what I was always saying in the Passover teaching. That was the revelation of the Hezekiah teaching a year ago was when a Gentile realizes that all of the promises that are for the people who walk along the narrow path of being God's people and God's chosen nation, they fall to their knees. And what do they say? Oh, great God. Oh, Yahweh, I can call you by name. I can keep your feasts. I can know your ways. I can be invited into your people. Oh, God, I'm so unworthy. Thank you. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who what? Who was slain to purchase me and to buy me the right to come in to be the people of God. So friends, there's a marked out way. There is a distinct way. One, I am convinced right this second, and I'm becoming more and more convinced with, with each passing day, returning to keeping the feast of the Lord and honoring and observing His Sabbath is the mark in the seal. I believe it is. I pray the Lord will continue to give revelation to me upon that. Build on it and build on it and build on it. And give me greater revelation and understanding. I believe that's the mark. Because we see them throughout all of the history of God's people. We see it in the culmination of the ages in New Jerusalem. Yeshua Messiah is and forever will be the Lord of the Sabbath. Friends, we have got to return to what's been abandoned. So all I will say in closing is how do you know you're on the marked way? How do you know? How do you yourself know that you are on the marked, distinct, narrow way? It must look like something. It has to look like something. Something has to identify you. Number one, are you born again, regenerated? Have you had the heart exchange where your heart of stone has been removed and God Himself has given you a heart of flesh that can feel Him? Have you been born of the water, not just sprinkled or dunked by Pastor Jim? Have you been born of the water? The sprinkling upon you for a clear conscience and appeal before God. For a clear conscience, clearness before Him, identity. And have you been born of the Spirit? Filled to full. I believe evidenced by speaking in another language and being moved and blown about by the wind of the Spirit. No longer natural, merely physical understanding, but something of the Spirit If you, in fact, find yourself as that, now no longer living as your own, but as Yeshua the Messiah, you, my friend, have been grafted in to the Israel nation, chosen royal priesthood of God. And friends, you have to ask yourself, if that is who I am, if now, then why do I love his covenantal words and promises to me and I quote psalms all the time I hear them all the time right now by Christians in this age of of plague and virus the covenantal promises to God to Israel it's all over the internet and out of the mouths of Christians in the grocery stores then how Are we married to the covenantal promises of God yet divorced from His commands? What do we do with that question? How do we say we love His covenant yet we do not keep His commands? These are questions we must ask because I'm convinced that that is the narrow way. That is the way that Yeshua the Messiah walked. That's what Paul taught us. So friends, ask yourself, am I walking the narrow way? The marked way? And how do I know? How do we know for certain? We need to study and show ourselves approved and we need to be on our faces, denying ourselves, fasting and praying and crying out to God. We must know our identity And when we figure out our own identity and we get that settled, we must continue to do the same. Fast and pray and get on our knees and on our faces and cry out, Oh great God, would you show the narrow way to your people, to the nations, especially in this hour where people are longing to find identity. I believe it's here on the marked Narrow way. Amen.